welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, Sound of Ink. It's going to be a fantastic night tonight. I've really been looking forward to this. I'm all ready for the show. I've got my my homemade zucchini bread. I always eat quiet food during the show, so you guys don't hear me chomping, hopefully. But I always get hungry during the show. So I've got my homemade zucchini bread that I'm going to dip in some applesauce, my candle lit. I'm going to kick back, put my feet up, and listen to some amazing poetry tonight. What could be better than that? Seriously. <laughs> All right. So we do have some things to get through before we get started. If you would like to call in tonight and read on the air, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. If you are interested in putting together a writing workshop with us, please let me know. We can uh, set these up where I help you record them. We can do a conference call and I can record it for you. You can record it yourself on your computer and send it to me in a MP3 file format, or you can do the show live. You can do a combination of both. Maybe play your workshop portion of the show and then come on live and take callers and answer questions and that type of thing. Whatever you want to do. You don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do this. You don't even have to know what you're talking about. You, know, you could sit there and say, oh, I want to learn how to write a villanelle. So you go find a page on the internet that says how to write a villanelle, and you say, okay, guys, we're going to do this together because I've never done one either, So, and walk us through the steps and teach us how to write a villanelle. Whatever you'd like to do, it'll be a lot of fun, a way for us to spend a little bit more intimate time together than we are afforded to on here. The next thing I want to do and make sure that we always do is to thank our sponsors who stepped up to the plate and helped kick in to sponsor our 2021 broadcasting season. Helped us get that license going for the year. The sponsors are Melvin Douglas Johnson, Todd Carter, Vicki Aqua, Sean and Maddie Gullickson, Audrey Michelle, George Wiley, Bart Solarchek, Brad and Darling Kuhn, Mapochapali, Christy Doherty, Douglas Curry, Eric Sheldman, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Gina Storm, Raymond Bentley, John Case, Paula Sweet, <laughs> Timothy Melton, Ronald P. Bremner, Kevin Kraft, Honey Parker, Karen DeWitt, Larry Teal, Robert Mickey, Jade Mist, Rose Rosen, Christopher Ryan, Trina Pierce, Dennis Must, and Barbara Cope Wilson. We also had donations made anonymously in the name of Cherry Rose, Philip Kent Church, Ray Neighbor, Charles C.B. Banks, Glenn Steele, Rick Smith, and King's Cadence. Appreciate all of you so much for being such an important part of this community. And on behalf of myself and the entire community, I just want to say thank you for helping us stay up for another year, our 14th year. In October, the end of October, beginning of November, is going to be our 15th year on the air, you guys. Can you... Just wow. Crazy, huh? All right. 
next thing I am going to do, get your paper and pencil ready because we are going to do our inspiration from the Inkwell Mini Workshop. As I go through this stuff, if you happen to miss anything, don't panic. After the show is over, we go into our we go into we go into the archives. There's a podcast available, and you can come back and listen, start and stop at your leisure, write down everything you miss now. So if you want to just listen, then come back and listen to the archives later to write it down or write it down now. Actually, you should probably write it down now because we always forget to do the later stuff, right? So. Let's start with your writing assignment for the week. And what we are working on is called Free Finish That Thought Writing Prompt. That's not a really fun mouthful of words to say together like that. It's quite awkward as a matter of fact. But that's what we're doing. That Finish finish That Thought Free Writing Prompt. That's probably better. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the beginning of a sentence, or more precisely, the beginning of a thought, which you are going to write at the top of your clean journal page. Next, I want you to write out all the different ways that you can finish the thought. And I would really, really like you to strive to do at least 20 for each. You can always go back later. You know, it's like, oh, I've got to write 20. No, just sit down and write as many as you can think of. And if you don't get to quite 20, I'm just like, I'm not going to knock on your door. Well, I might. Never mind. I may knock on your door and check and ask to see your journal, even though your journal is never supposed to be shown to anyone in the whole world, except for me, of course. Anyway, so, yeah, strive for at least 20. Really push yourself is the point. So the free, finish that, finish that thought, free writing prompt for this week it's not really free writing, so I can't call it that either. Okay, anyway, so what we're doing, just do this, okay? The thought is, <laughs> just 10 seconds later and, so write just 10 seconds later and on the top of your page, and then write all of the ways you can fill in the blanks, all the, way you can, all the ways you could finish that thought. And as I always, you know, I, I always throw this out there, that it's easiest for your brain to follow a pattern. And this is what I do. Is I'll grab an idea and I'll write down, I'll start thinking, okay, what, what does this mean to me? My personal answers. You know, just six seconds later and blah, what? I wouldn't have got a speeding ticket this weekend, a week. And I really did get a speeding ticket this week. It sucks. It's my first one in like 20 years. Horrible. <laughs> trying to figure out what I can bribe the judge with, strawberry jam something get out of this thing anyway so it's easiest to follow a pattern kind of like I just did away with that ten did with that tangent I just ran away with ran away with me um, so think of the things that are like person to you the things that come out first and then once you get all those then move on to making making up silly answers you know just just you know 10 seconds later and instead of a Elephant, I could have been the platypus. I don't know. Whatever. Um, we're going to do silly ones and do happy ones or made, you know, fantastical, out-of-the-world answers. Um, just whatever it is. And just be, Doing this helps keep the flow of thought going, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So if you think of all the, you know, maybe all the news headlines one, just and run through all the, let that flash through your brain. And once you can't think of those the news headline ones anymore, then go to, you know, moments in high school or whatever. But it keeps your train of thought moving forward 
instead of jumping from one abstract to another abstract to another abstract that causes your brain to shift gears and stall. Come to a full stop before it moves to the next and opens that page. But if you keep it all in the same flow, it just feeds off itself. So it's a really good way to approach this. So again, the finish that thought writing prompt for the week is just 10 seconds later and. And go. Have fun with it. Next, we're going to do your poetry prompts. Now, poetry prompts are like seeds planted. They're meant to grow into poems. I'm blowing a little dandelion fluff out there, and it's all the same seed, but it's going to grow into 100 million different things because that's just the cool thing about prompts. Anyway, they're meant to grow into poems. With that said, (laughs) the prompt can be the title of the poem. It can be a line in your poem or just the general concept of your poem. Beyond these guidelines, whatever you do with it is up to you. So, number your paper 1 through 12. I'm going to run through these. Number one, dolls in armor. Dolls in armor. Two, betraying the muse. Betraying the muse. Three, a day is not enough. A day is not enough. Four, pretending to be thunder. Pretending to be thunder. Five. Writing beyond secrets. Writing beyond secrets. Six. After the fighting hours. After the fighting hours. Seven. The overgrown backyard. The overgrown backyard. Eight, a hundred broken altars. A hundred broken altars. Nine, eyes like cold stars. Eyes like cold stars. Ten, my vagabond shadow. My vagabond shadow. Eleven, I remember falling for boys like him. Or you can change this to girls like her or, I don't know, boys and girls like them or them like them, whatever you want to fill in there. But, <laughs> yeah, 11, I remember falling in love. Or I remember <laughs> I remember falling for boys like him. I remember falling for girls like her, however you want to phrase that. And number 12, explaining the wind. Explaining the wind. Now, remember, you can, if you want, you can take all 12 of these prompts and write 12 different poems, one to each prompt. Using it again, remember, either the title of, a line in, or the concept of, and write 12 different poems using those guidelines, with all 12 prompts. Or you can write one poem using any number of mis- mismatched, mushed-up lines you want, like 2, 8, grabs 4, run back down 11, and then get 7, and put all of those in one poem. Or... If you get real froggy, you can write one poem using all 12 lines. How's that for a word puzzle? So that is, yep, that's all we're going to do there. We're done there. I just lost my, my train of thought. One poem, mix and match them. 
all one night. And that's it. That's it for the poem part, or the prompt part. <laughs> We're going to move on to your writing exercise. Let's just get it going here. Um, now, your writing exercise is now in combination with your uh, poetry prompts, the ones that I just gave you. So we're using the 12 poetry prompts I just gave you in your writing exercise. And the writing exercise is called Pick Apart a Prompt. And what this exercise is designed to do is to make you realize that what you do with a prompt before you write to it is far more important than what you do write to it. You want to get past those knee-jerk reactions that your pen takes off and follows when you hear something that inspires you, here's a prompt, because you have muscle memory. Your brain's going to grab the first most prominent thing. Let's move past those. Let's move past being predictable or ordinary and find those unique ideas that are hiding behind them. So instead of writing poems to these prompts yet, this part of it, <laughs> you will be writing poems to the prompts, but during this part of it, I want you to take those 12 prompts and instead of writing a poem, I want you to take the prompt and write at the top of your journal page. And then I want you to write at least six different poems you could write to that one prompt. Six different directions. Six, six different things it could be the title of or a line in or the name of or a stand-in for the voice of the shadow or whatever it is. All right, so write prompt number one, which was what? Dolls in armor. And then write one. I could write a poem about uh, teenage girls. I could write a poem about um, babies abused and and how they hide in their own little world and that's their armor and you know just go on down just I mean do exactly exactly that just start pulling things out of thin air right write down at least six different poems you could write to that prompt when you're done with the first one move on to the second then the third until you have written at least six different poem ideas you can write to all 12 prompts and I swear to you I promise you you cannot get through this exercise without some idea grabbing a hold of you and running away, and you will end up with a poem out of it. It's what I call, you know, you sit around waiting for the muse to come and, you know, oh, my gosh, my muse just came and attacked me and got inside my head, and I had to write this poem, and it was just divine inspiration. No, you know, I'm not going to sit around and wait. I'm too impatient for that. I'm going to go poke and prod and, and tickle my muse and, and, and wake it up and make it do something, and that's what this this exercise does. So... I dare you try it. I dare anyone to try it and then tell me that they tried it and they didn't write a poem. It won't happen. So, again, <laughs> these are the 12 poetry prompts you will be using in your pick apart a prompt exercise for the week and then ultimately the 12 prompts you will be writing poems to. One, dolls in armor. Two, betraying the muse. Three, a day is not enough. Four, pretending to be thunder. Five, Writing Beyond Secrets, 6. After the Fighting Hours, 7. The Overgrown Backyard, 8. A Hundred Broken Altars, 9. Eyes Like Cold Stars, 10. My Vagabond Shadow, 11. I Remember for Falling, 
I remember falling for boys like him, or girls like her, or thems like them. Number 12, explaining the wind. There you go. Remember, we have been focusing on reading, 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 always reading. If you are not reading more than you are writing, you're doing it backwards. You have to have that input in order to have output. And then our two ongoing activities have been to strive to learn at least one new poetry form a month. There's millions of them out there. So, you know, Google them, poetry forms, grab one you've not done before, and, you know, write one. Spend, you know, one a month. Learn a new poetry form. Even if you never write another one, it's always good to have that knowledge, to have that experience. All of those things help us grow as writers. Now, next, write a haiku every single day. It's called Writer's Discipline. You know how they tell old people, if you don't use it, you lose it? You sit in a chair all the time. When you finally get up, your legs ain't going to work well. So, writer's block doesn't exist. All you have to do is write. The difference is that we, instead of putting the stipulation on ourselves that every time we sit down we have to write a poem, we have to write something worth Facebook, we have to write something that's going to make us sit there and refresh our page a hundred times, waiting to see who liked it, who commented on it. You know, we have to remember that it's okay to just write something. Give ourselves permission to be messy, to write poorly. And we all just strive to be better writers, but sometimes it's when we write poorly that helps us become better writers in the long run. So just write something. It doesn't have to be on Facebook. It doesn't have to be a poem. Just write and this is what this help does. This is what this exercise will help you do that. Writing a haiku every day. It also helps you realize that you need to focus on the world behind around you with a creative brain. You know, keep that creative side, feed that creative side of you. Keep it growing, keep it active, keep it strong. And so every single day I want you to write a haiku. I want you to go out into the world with your sword and your shield, which is your paper and your pencil, and find something worth 17 syllables. Even when you jot it down, if it's not enough syllables, fine, you can go add a few later. If there's too many, you can take a couple away, or you can never touch it again. The point is, is to write it, find it. Find 17 syllables and get them on paper every single day. All right, that is it. For our inspiration from the inkwell. Remember, if you happen to miss anything, don't worry. You can come back and listen to the archives. In fact, if you're ever sitting there some night and you don't know what to write, just go listen to the first 15 minutes of any of our shows, and uh, you'll be able to grab some ideas and be off and running. All right. Next thing I'm going to do is play an audio track. I always start and end every episode with an audio track. So if you're a recording artist and you'd like to have your Piece played on the air, you can email those to me at the T-H-E, the Speakeasy Cafe at gmail.com. The Speakeasy Cafe at gmail.com. Make sure you put MP3 audio files, something along those lines, in the subject line for me. We will get them uploaded to the show's library and play them for the world. The piece that I'm going to start the show off with tonight is by Jimmy Ray Davis, 
word machinist, and it's triangle shirtwaist. Here we go. Come take a trip back into history. To 1911, New York City. Come see the cold, gray ash building. Where the top floors hold the triangle shirtwaist factory. See the young girls who work in this place. Trudge up the stairs to their cold sewing space. Jam packed together, cram side by side. To work by the dingy, translucent gaslight. They're lucky if they make three dollars a week. To help feed their families is all that they see. Jewish immigrants work and sing right. Have no idea what's coming around quick time. At 4.45, not one minute. Rag catches fire on the cutting room floor. Men try with pails and a rotten Escapes overrun like ants they all crawl. 
With the weight of a hundred It breaks from the wall The mangled steel ladder Falls down to the street And the bodies Fall hard On the unforgiving in panic, some cram to the elevator cage. They jump, collapse the room, more bodies are laid. Women scream in terror in the night floor window. But fireman's ladder only reaches the seventh floor below. Firemen holding net, shouting one at a time. The girls panic, jump in twos, and rip through its design. The heat of the fire makes them jump to the street. As people below stare in stark disbelief. As the fire dies down, their shrieks and their screams. Someone yells, this is all gotta be a bad dream. But the bodies disagree if they could still talk. They're twisted and broken on the bloodstained sidewalk. Mass funerals held in Danbury Park. The grieving parents sing together until long after dark. They can't help but wonder their minds can't abstain. How many be alive if those stairs have not been changed? Right save you Pardoned by justice Is blind bureaucracy They were slapped on The wrist And allowed to go free This tale of I've told As I stand in the rain Is true and in the end Certain laws they will change. So once now and then, if I could ask this of thee, spare thought for the triangle shirtwaist tragedy. That was Jimmy Ray Davis, and a.k.a. Word Machinist. Fantastic piece by him in the chat room. Tell me, oh, that rustic voice, she says. <laughs> All right, you guys. So, now, remember, once again, <laughs> the number to call in if you would like to call in tonight is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. If you're on hold, 
This is what you can expect. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 972 is our first caller tonight. So listen to your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. It is very, very important because you want to make sure that people know who is reading as well as having your name attached to your work. Right now, you can do two normal-length poems if the lines get too busy and I need to switch you back down to just one, I will let you know. But right now, you're good at reading two. When you're done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. You want to make sure that people know how to come find you and show you some loves and all that good stuff before they come back here and hear you read next week. <laughs> and remember, please, that we do have a mature rating. That means you're bound to hear just about anything, and you probably will with the exception of adult porn poems, no hardcore erotica, no bumping body parts. Other than that, you guys are good to go. I'm going to give the first three callers out so you kind of have a heads up where you are in the lineup. We have area code uh, 972 followed by 731 and then 619. And then I want to let area code 573 know that you were the fourth caller in line when you guys call in. I write the number down on paper on my paper, so I have a hard copy of it because I don't trust the the studio to not hiccup and rearrange everybody. So I want to make sure that you do stay in the order that you called in. So area code five seven three, you were in the lineup. Where is five seven three? Are these still on? Yep, there, there, there. So yeah, 573, you are not in the lineup. If you wanted to read tonight, press 1, and that will let me know it's okay to unmute your mic and you will not have lost your place in line. If you would rather wait and just listen for a while before you come on, you're welcome to do that. Enjoy the show. If you change your mind at any time, you can press 1, and that will put you in the lineup in your normal or in regular rotation. So if you press 1 now, I'll let you keep your spot if you want to come on later, just press 1 and it'll put you in the lineup. That's area code 573. I also want to let area code 201 know that you are not in the lineup. And if you want to talk on the air to 01, you can press 1. Again, that will put you in the lineup. Or if you're just listening and hanging out, welcome to the show too. And if you change your mind at any time, press 1. All right, that's the deal. Let's go ahead and grab our first caller. Let's see, that's what I'm talking about. There we go. I'm saying that sometimes the studio doesn't play nicely. Mm-hmm. Area code 972, I believe this is Anna. You are on the air. Well, hello, Nyla. How are you today? I am doing wonderful. How are you, sweetheart? I'm doing great. Thank you. It I have really tons good to of hear interviews from you. lined up, and, and I hope that I'll be working again pretty soon. So I'm excited. <laughs> New adventures, right? That's right. And just well, I'm excited away. for you. I'll cross my fingers for you. Yes, and, thank and you good so much. Your way. And your legs too. Cross your eyes, your fingers, your legs. The work. <laughs> I'm the really glad that this is radio and not TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, my goodness. This is Anna Donovan, everyone. <laughs> it is indeed, absolutely. What do you have, have for us tonight, sweetheart? 
I have two poems for you. Um, one of them is about one of my favorite topics, which is the moon. And another one is, you know, I remember I wrote a poem about uh, my sister's cat. Well, I have another sister that got a little bit jealous. She has a dog, so she asked me to write a poem about her dog. So this is the poem about her dog. So, well, here we go with the moon. Moon over Irving. Blue alert in Dallas. An offender is on the run in the surrounding area. I shoulder the street's day. Return to my window, flipping lens with unsteady hands. As if on a Saturday, I photograph the sky, leaning on a salt lamp with a dim aura, the clouded moon over a talking night. Anyone at any o'clock could not be lovelier than serene Selena if I'm motionless, if I hold my breath. If I hollow out every conversation, keep it clean, emotionless, make madness random. In the preview, I see my blurry black cardboard cutout, yellow lights poking behind meat holes punched out, the moon hiding behind a smirking hefty oak. I asked my son about the blue alert. End of poem. That was incredible. What was the line about madness? I had that going into my head, and then you said something, and I made it run away. Um, Which one? Control or something about madness. Emotionless. Make madness random. I love that line because it made it imply that that for you madness wasn't random. <laughs> That's you funny. know, it's like ran, ran, you know, madness. Madness isn't random. It's perfectly understandable. <laughs> madness <laughs> is predictable. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Especially well, I love it. You, right? you always have these incredible nuggets in your writing. You know, as you listen to a, play, a piece, just these amazing lines consistently in your writing that I absolutely love. I have some homework for you, though, before you read your second poem. I want you to write this down for me. Okay, okay, let me grab a pen. I got it. Yes, guys, I will randomly throw homework on you if you so prompt it when you call in. I feel special. I'm ready. (laughs) All right, this is a long title, but this is going to be a title of the poem. And it could be a one-word poem if you wanted. Whatever you want to do. All right. This is the title to your poem. If I didn't love the moon so much, I would write more (laughs) poems about blank. So that's that's your your poetry prompt homework. If I didn't if I didn't love the moon so much, I'd write more poems about blank. I got it. You know I'll do it. <laughs> that should be fun. <laughs> fun one to play with. What's your second poem, honey? Okay. The second one is about Lola. She is my sister's dog. She's a puppy. All right. Lola. Her eyes are the color of freshly brewed sun tea. The warmth of Texas in June. A sip 
a slice of summer. She greets us with utmost joy and hearty howls, as if a toy moon were out in full splendor to be chased to exhaustion, her, circle, her silken fur a blur in the rush of reunion. Her newness is the feeling of being on holiday, a well-loved vintage T-shirt, a season of fresh fruits, a hammock to drift off in, and Shakespeare in the park. She likes to do all things her own way in her own time. It's in the dashing bill of rights, as are tantrums, brief thunderstorms, yelps, and yodels that come and go. But when COVID came, she was a faithful sentinel, alert to every feverish cough, a thoughtful paw on an arm or leg, asking, what can I do? She is our kintsugi, the powdered gold mixed with lacquer to heal our broken pottery souls. End of poem. You know, I can't tell you how many people I have talked to, probably myself included, about what a better pet owner they are (laughs) because of COVID. You know, how much more time they've been able to spend with their pets. You know, how their their relationship with their dog has changed, how their behavior has changed on both parts. You know, how, how puppies have, you know, really helped people, especially people that have pets but may not be living with family or anyone, you know, who are who are going it alone with their little fuzzy friends. You know, I can't just, it's really amazing to me what a big part our pets seem to have played in this. Oh, yes. I, I mean, my piece. sister, my sister both, my sister and her husband both got COVID. And, you know, my sister had it really bad. She was in the hospital for a while. But when she came home, that dog was, he. she would not leave her side. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. I just, and she basically potty trained herself. It, it was just amazing. So, yeah, that's Lola. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was beautiful. It could be any number of, of pets out there. You can change that Lola to, to Chad, to Spot, to Rover, whatever. <laughs> oh, It was yeah. a very relatable poem. I think a lot of people are going to just enjoy, the, enjoy that Thank to you pieces. So yes. Miss Lola, I'll send you her picture so you can see it. I would love that. I would absolutely love that. Yeah, All right, tell everyone how to find you, honey. Well, everybody, you can find me on Facebook, Anna Donovan, A-N-N-A-D-O-N-O-B-A-N. So drop by anytime and let's connect and share some poetry. I think that is the perfect, perfect plan. <laughs> All right, Anna, thank you yes. for starting out the show so wonderfully, and uh, they were both great poems, hon. Thank you so much, and You're I'll welcome. hang out and listen to the show. Okay, I will put you on mute. Talk to, talk to you later. 
<laughs> Bye-bye, hon. Bye. All right, let's go ahead and grab area code 731. 731, you are on the air. Hey, do you know that Anna was uh, on the staff at Poets Roundtable with me for like 300 weeks? Anna Donovan, Anna Eustacia, the girl that just read the Lola poem. She was partners. And guess, and guess who I else did not was know on? that. Did I, have I, did I ever write with her? Do you know? No. 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 You never did one with her. You did all yours with me. Uh, anyway, somebody else that was on the staff from back beginning to end was Laney. And tomorrow is Laney's birthday. Aww. Tent. So I'm going to read a couple of poems. One I wrote to Laney that's never been heard by anybody. And another one Laney wrote to me that's never been heard by anybody. So... So how about that? That sounds perfect. Wonderful. The first one I wrote for Lane. It's called The Girl in the Window by Michael Todd. Gazing out from this landing, serene and secure, hallowed ground is as a hologram of days ahead, a vessel compliant, strong of will, a pure heart. Curious as to what awaits along this grand tour, throwing caution to the wind, no sense of dread. Take it face value, all that is seen, heard, said. Growing up is never easy. You'll have to endure. Too young to see patterns for needle and thread. Locked is for the living. Let the dead bury the dead. Only you can distinguish shade and shadow allure. Over time, you will be spoken of by many a name. Who addresses you will define which is preferred. Some will reflect the calling, others call to claim. Regardless of how, who you are will be the same. By all so fortunate as to have seen, read of, or heard. Life is a series of challenges, press on and deterred. Those are worthy for those who play fair the game. Free-falling may have consequences, but no blame. Coming down from a mountain lens to vision blurred, but a true visionary will take the canvas and frame. You will take to the grandest stage one can afford. Assume your role is written, add flair of your spin. Coat colors as real as rainbows to the children. You to them and they to you will be mutually adored as you sing and dance him to a place of where and when. Your current path to learning, the best place to begin. When practical logic, acquired knowledge strike a chord, you will find over time cognition is its own reward. In turn, you will teach what you have heard and seen, freely sharing the wealth of wisdom you will have stored. The terrain is vast, teeming or dormant to be explored with roll calls waiting for you to burst onto their scene. In time, you will settle in Palliser's Triangle Green. From there, who knows what time will tell you the court. All I can say is great things await between now and then. Written to Laney at 10. Important. It's a beautiful piece of writing, and it means even more because I know your relationship with Laney. And... Um, that was pretty incredible, honey. 
sweet. Now here's one she wrote to me back in 2009. Okay. Called The Promise by Laney. And though the sun, this dark cloud, obscures, I cherish our friendship and all it endures, which leaves me wonder in solemn heart, can time alone tear we two apart? And though the moon will come tonight to leave us cool in quiet silvered light, will good notions be that gentle, just enough to tide us through when times become rough? If it is not, if today we're all as leaves are painted, will we both fall, chilled and lying in winter's solitude, a season past our time to conclude? Will the moon and stars that once cast their spell, fall like a shooting star that signals our farewell. If so, then, I hope each night as the sun will softly set, it whispers her good night and promise to never forget. And though we know not more than this, one moment in time was shared a wish. End poem. There's such a grown-up innocence, I think, to her writing. But this, like, old soul innocence, does that make sense? Yes. You know, something that just, I don't know, always, like something that can't be tainted. Purity. Just, Just immune to that, yeah, exactly, exactly. I love her writing. Thank you for sharing both of those. You're more than welcome. That's beautiful. If I might add, happy birthday, Lainey. Happy birthday, Lainey. All right, perfect. I hope she gets a chance to listen to this. Let her know we all love her. Wish her a happy birthday. All right, then. See you next week. Thank you, Michael. Love you, hon. Bye-bye. Our next caller comes from area code. I got to grab it. Where'd it go? That's my 573. There we go. I'm going to go ahead and give the next three callers. We have 573 followed by 619 and then 219. Let's grab 573. 573, are you with me? Five seven three. Sin? Sinister. Get on your phone. Sin? Hello. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the show. How are you? Sorry, I walked away from the phone for a second. Yeah, I noticed. So was the whole world. <laughs> what is this? I, I thought I was fourth. I thought. I might have messed that up, but, yeah. Uh, for some reason, my phone won't allow me to press one and get in the queue, and I called, like, 20 minutes before the show, then exactly at 15 minutes before the show, because I posted on your on your show's page that I'd be there first. 
and I intended on it, but it didn't work out that way. I'm glad you have a chat room working, and we're able to connect and get get on air here because I got to run and pick up kids soon. So I'm <laughs> okay, just, I well, wanted, I'll let you. I'll yeah, let you get I'll, right to it then. Okay. Well, this is uh, an old poem. I probably read it before. I'm just going to read one because it's a longer piece. It would take two. Uh, so let's get to it. From the words luscious and schizophrenic comes coming the storms. In the early bright, sitting idiosyncratic in the days amongst wooded serenity, chartreuse this forest canopy bedded above crystal truly and waves rushing softly. Not my usual set of distorted instances. I'm isolated in peace rather than split amongst hesitant eyes. I do love the solidarity of this sprawling estate, talking sofas deemed quite good for my insurgencies. This land, storied and rich character, tragic misfortune, a place once treasured for its sacred bounty, hip shot on wagon wheels of hell's fury decimation came, arcane idolaters, blood drawn, slaughtered the natives. Now, vexed, eternal, and tragic sorrow, this sanctuary deemed unnatural occurrences from spirited forefathers loomed venomous. However, I find this land welcome to my deplorable means. Here, there's a few inhabitants, so sound is quelled slightly. My condition, attended by qualified vigilance and bleach-like, faceless caretakers who regular my domicile with diligence. Therapeutics now dreamy in effect as I'm rendered docile, not filled with varied rational schisms gone too fast. Just two even tides passing towards luscious feet, watering my palate, moistening it like late July rain, so enthralled my appetite, it diverted abstinence, breaking my usual fasting fasting of ponderous perplexities. Heightened was my vitacity, which Many lunar rotations was found hibernating in doomed apathy. Dust blanket brings alive this landscape, now wild with calls of nocturnal stimulation. As the visiting golden oracle leaves, unsettled water spews near murky perception across the gap. Cracking of shattering ions roll in viciously from the south, distant quaking, stripping my momentary reprieve. Just as dominoes once stacked, now toppled frantically, I'm raptured in the effect throes of blindsided lunacy. A victim of delusional warfare that leads astray, a ship lacking mass to edges of a flattened world. Radular, the scurrying minions run amidst diabolical incantations, spewed forked tongues, sapphire eyes, persistently invasive at my loss of evasive maneuvers, so the depth of it is no longer shoulder lower than I. Strictly stagnant and vast, these shadow-filled halls violently flashing with loud tacks. The storm approached swiftly. Diagenic, these retinas unfocused and mysterious bosoms impulse beyond reason. I'm feeling darkened infamy. Choking and terrified as his strained lungs attempt to force past the throat seized under heathen evaluation. Fuck, fuck, fuck you! Squeaking out in fragments against horrible grantings of this imposing tyrannical ritualistic homage. Veiled, it seems, as suicide's requiem shows its feature. A witching hour matinee one hopes to never attend. I offering of a thousand natives screaming. Enlightened ones wrapped plucked from the grand scheme. 
This is state now a catacomb of vibrantly loud shrieks, tenacious cackling, and cataclysmic agony seething. Shackles me in jackets of restraint, leery wall clocks, hisses, grotesquely fingers invade my ears, nose, and mouth, inundated my veins, pierced a drench, thorazine, doses administrated, not that of the same physician's hand. Forces succumb to electrode pulses, firing high waters, kicking and seizing upon my already too feeble mind. Near catatonic and subsonic shivering of a sequestered vessel, missing the expression, the contorted mass can't equate. Pupils dilated, stuck on visions of giant demonic beings, raving serenity's virginity with malicious force. Cresting chromatic sepulchres, cornered in masochistic enthusiasm, one would never entomb a life by. Dissected and thrashing segments by tiny teeth, deformed nails, these demons devour my remains of my worth, luscious moments gone. Don't gather much in perception that's clear or assimilated in time. Think it's been weeks surrounded by voices, vulgar inflections. These moments pass like years without illumination or sight. The days drag on like molasses chilled on tattered dead flesh, stuck in position by tacky substance I believe came from me. Reminds my echoing synapses, the lull this heart is beating to. Backwards digression and horrific overtures provocate terror, packaged and gleaming in reflections of a sharpened blade carving. I am a funeral procession lacking momentary display, but a corpse upon griefless shores, slipping off into eternal quagmires, lackluster eulogies, severed in the garden of storming spirits and peace. Sin, have you ever seen a tornado form over water? Just just on video. That is what listening to your poem was like. When, When a tornado forms over water, like your poem's a tornado and your people's brain's the water, and it hits it. And it, the way that tornado just sucks the water up into it and then explodes with it, the way it makes the water boil and bubble and all that chaos and energy and intensity. That was awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. I will take that as a compliment. That was meant as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it made it made it made. And like it, it makes us feel what you're talking about. Yeah, it gives, I uh, gives, gives I us love a that taste piece. of that insanity part of it. I love that piece. I actually uh, had that piece published, and uh, when I got that piece published, I uh, unfortunately, right as I wrote it and got it published, spent the a week in uh, confinement and I had that trapped in my head and almost went, almost went schizophrenic. <laughs> <laughs> stuck in, stuck in that poem in my head, but uh, I did a lot of, a little bit of research and I don't, I don't know, it just kind of came to me. I, I love that piece. And I love sharing. It's like a little, oh, that great. All right, Sin, my dear, tell us how we can come find you before you have to run off to collect the children's. Uh, yeah, Sinister Spittle, S-P-I-T-A-L, and Google that shit. I'm everywhere. I'm nowhere all at the same time. 
Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for hanging in there, and we're glad to have you on, hon. All right. Glad to be on, Nikki. You're very welcome. All righty. Our next caller comes from area code 619. 619, you're on the air. Hi, Nyla. This is James Musgrave. Hey, James. How are you, sweetheart? I'm doing well, I guess. You're Anna's godfather, right? I sure am. I'm very I proud of that. Right. <laughs> well, actually, I'm her sole father, technically, which is, I think, a little bit higher, maybe, <laughs> in the SR. I like it better. Okay. Anyway, um, I wanted to explain my cold. I have a cold. I caught it when I went to New York City for my niece's wedding. And... Um, it was a happy cold. <laughs> I had a lot of fun there. In fact, I wanted to share that uh, I also like moons. <laughs> My favorite song of all time happens to be Moon River. And guess what? My niece inadvertently chose to walk down the aisle. Which playing. song? Was yeah, it that what, one? What playing. Moon River, yeah. So I was crying. Like, you know, uh, uh, I guess like a Christmas goose that had flown out the window and started spritzing, you know, all over the place. And uh, <laughs> I was crying. I think I was the only one crying. <laughs> but anyway, love that song. That's amazing. Plus, plus my niece is special and and her her groom is a creative writer, so he's going to review my award-winning um, anthology. So, because I read something he wrote reviewing another guy's anthology, so so I said he's going to be teaching his first class. Uh, I think probably today. But so I gave him some of my my advice, being a professor for so long, and uh, he agreed. You know, he wants to be the next uh, David Foster Wallace. And I told him, you know, that's cool, but just forget about the suicide part. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, no, he's a cool kid. Anyway, I have have a couple. I did my assignment like a good boy. (laughs) I did the, I did the prompt. On Comets in Our Blood. I love that one. Yeah, I loved it, too, the first time I heard it. So this is my shot at that one. Comets in Our Blood. At first, the vision of connections. All space between us vanishes, and we are one. I don't want to harm you. You are me, and I am you forever into the light. Then the cells, the microcosmic vista, each one a miracle in and of itself, going down into smaller and smaller miracles, canyons, universes, billowing clouds, and squiggling masses of silent springs, moving beings, indescribable, indescribable to the human mind. 
If I name these miracles, I am an instant scientist. I own them. I will claim them. Mankind claims the moon, and we claim the other parts of us, own bodies in space. This is the selfish macrocosmic view. Comets and businesses enter the bloodstream, fighting for a hierarchical advantage. Nightmare next, everything an object, no purpose, devouring each other down the lines of endless succession. I eat you, you eat me. Robots on parade, machines and mad plastics, metals and talking electronic demons at war until you can't stand it. Finally, the infinite light, the pinpoints of miracles, a creative flicker and a child's smile, the flower growing on your mother's tombstone, the flashing meteors over a lake, the moist pressure of lips on love's sweet blindness, lost in light, shining unfathomable beauty of God into every object, every animal, every tree, and every person, each as holy as the next. Amen. Shanti. Pache. Peace. Out. <laughs> That's it. Beautiful. I love, you have some amazing descriptive phrases in there, like the one we were talking about, the lips pressing on love's blindness, and that was just fantastic. Thank you. You're very welcome. What is your second piece, James? The second one is for my wife, Ellen, who passed in 2016. Thank God before Trump became elected or she would have died twice. Anyway, um, that's a joke. Um, It's called The Man and His Louis Body Wife for Ellen. Rest in peace, 2016. At first, excuse me, at first, when his wife forgot his name, he just repeated it to her again. When she began to stare blankly at him in the morning light, the sun broke his heart until an angel tapped him on the shoulder and said, you are new to her each day. You must make love to her, become her new man or she will each day be new to you. And so, instead of self-pity, the man became a lover extraordinaire. He introduced himself with a big bow at the waist. She smiled. I would like to walk you around in the garden, miss. What did you say your name is? She made up a new name every day, as did he. And they walked, and he would let his hand graze hers, and she would shyly look up and nod. He spoke to her of the way the insects, animals, and birds were part of them, and that their minds controlled each of these swoops of the swallows, each chasing dog 
each grazing cow, each rising flower. We dream it, and it is they who are ours to enjoy, we told her. And she smiled. They never used names beyond the first greeting when the breakfast was served, and they ate as if the potential of the new day and the new person to love were enough to bring heaven to earth at last. She smiled. Was this what it was like in Eden, she asked one day, and she let him kiss her under the plum tree with its ripe purple fruit, which fell to earth when they kissed again. Did we do that, she would ask, as he repeated the same story each day to her, and the tale was birth again, refreshing her like a spring shower. And so the man and his Louis body wife repeated the days that were always new and alive and vibrant, and the kisses were new and alive and vibrant until that inevitable day when she could not speak. The stare she gave him was not alive. What was he to do now? He cried all night, wanting to hold her close, wanting to kiss her lips and stroke her body until she relaxed and breathed in the midnight flowers of the garden through the window's laced curtains, which she had once sewn. And the angel appeared once more. She is now ready to be with us, she said. He at once understood. He picked her up from the coverlet, wet from his perpetual tears. He carried her body, empty of emotion, out into the clear, fresh air of spring. He controlled it all in his mind, and so was she his to control as well, he realized. The first bird was a swallow, and he directed it to swoop down and circle around her face. It framed her loveliness with the most magnificent twirl and dive. Then he succumbed, then he summoned the others one by one, and it was just as he had told her every day. Eden was there again in her eyes, and she smiled one more time until the shades of her bright violet and mysterious eyes closed to him, and he lost control, and he wept good, honest, and cathartic tears of a husband at last. End of poem. That made me cry. Thank you. Wow. That was kind of a story with Ellen and us, except I would read her some of my stories that I'd written, you know, as Mm -hmm. she increasingly became uh, less able to understand. She was an English professor also. So, you know, the... um, it was especially hard for me to take, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To see that great mind deteriorate. So, anyway. 
That's beautiful. But she hang in she hung in there. Like we all do. Try mm-hmm. to That's beautiful. All right, James. Thank you. Tell everyone how to find you, honey. Yeah, I'm at emerypublishing.com. And also on Facebook at uh, J.R. Musgrave. <clears throat> Excuse me, J.R. Musgrave. Perfect. All right, sweetheart, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you very much. I'll, I think I'll be better next time, so, <laughs> you know, with no you, cold. You sounded, yeah, you, sound, you sounded great, though, so you did well. All right. Thank you. You're welcome, hon. Take care, and I will. Hang in there. Bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 219. 219, you're on the air. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing absolutely wonderful, Brother O. What's that, hon? I'm doing good. (laughs) That is very good to hear. So what did you bring us today? We do uh, five reasons why I don't have a lot of friends. You do that one. First reason why I don't have a lot of friends. I'm very selective in whom I choose. My friends and associates both on social media and in real life. During my 46 years on this earth, I discovered this universal truth. You had 10 times as many acquaintances than you had true friends. Just because you have known me for 10, 20, 30, even 40 years, that does not necessarily mean that you're my friend. If you want to be my friend, you got to get to know the real Omar and hang out with me on a regular basis. We got to share these 10 things in common. And you have to prove his loyalty before I can consider you as a true friend. Second reason why I don't have a lot of friends. False assumption that I'm both an anti-social and approachable brother. Let me address that issue and make my point loud and clear. I repeat, I'm not, and I repeat, and not a narcissist as Donald Trump is. So I'm angry, I am an angry, hostile, uh, Example, brother, either. I'm one of the most down-to-earth human beings you ever encounter. My personality is very mild manners. I carry myself a class, carry humility, decency, and integrity. And I'm a very likable brother who gets along with almost everybody. Third reason why I don't have a lot of friends. I don't waste my precious and valuable time dealing with people parading and masquerading and snakes with two legs. There were people who want to be my friend as long as things are going good in my life. There were people who smile and sing praises to my face and they talk about me on my back like a dog. There were people who attempt to reap the benefits of being connected to me and riding on the coattails of my accomplishments and successes. There were disloyal people. There were people who are both jealous and envious of my accomplishments. There were people 
what virtual lives, gossipers, and shadows is dealing with people who are real life Judases who will turn their backs on you and betray you. With friends like these, you don't need me in it. For a reason, well, I don't have a lot of friends now. Still cover with the death of my best friend who passed away in the seventies last year. I have a dip I have difficulties at time reconnecting with most of our true friends because we're all living our lives. Pretty much stating to myself and I don't really keep in touch with a lot of people on a regular basis. I'm an introvert, doesn't go out to large events and gathering since the COVID-19 pandemic last year. Then when I'm spending time with my queen or a poor detachment then. But what I really need right now is some new friends that challenge me, that challenge me to come out of my shell and come out of my comfort zone too. The fifth and final reason why I don't have a lot of friends. It's very challenging to find real and genuine friends these days. I can count on both my hands to tell you how many friends I got. And truth be told, I really haven't got that. I really haven't got that many. At this stage of my life, I'm more interested in the quality of my friends than in the quantity of them. Now, all about having friends with great character, regardless of race, skin tone, age, religion, age, religion, sexual orientation, and porn. Quality over quantity. Exactly. <laughs> Fantastic read, Brother O. Thank you. Appreciate it. You're very, very welcome. You can read a second piece or just one today? Uh, we're going to do one. Okay. Do me a favor then, love, and tell everyone how they can find you. All right. Good evening, everybody. Those of you, those of you who are not familiar with my work, I go up by the name of my brother Gavin on Facebook. Uh, I recently wanted to... Wanted to overcome the year at the National Sports Award Awards for the third year in a row, and uh, and I hosted my first live red carpet, first live event at the red carpet that award show. You can check out that video on my page. Oh, everybody said I did a wonderful job, man. Uh, I have a lot of a lot of stuff coming up. Keep it through with me. I'm always connect one to them with real poets and writers so I can uh, so I can uh, learn uh, more uh, more to perfect my craft and always thank you support every week. Absolutely our pleasure, Brother O. Thank you so much for being here tonight. You're welcome. Okay, we'll talk to you next week. I'll be back. Perfect. Thank you, sweetheart. Okay, you're welcome. All right, I'm going to go ahead and give the next three callers so you kind of have a heads up. We have 832, followed by 216, followed by 903. All right, so let's go ahead and grab 832. 832, you are on the air, whether you want to be or not. 
Soldier Blue. 832. 832. Soldier Blue, are you there? All right. I cannot hear Soldier Blue. So we are going to put him back on hold. And we'll come back to his call. Let's go ahead and grab Mama on 216. 216, you're on the air. 216 in the building. Hi, Mama. Hello. How are you doing? I have, uh, I have Juwan's on the phone as well. Hello, sweetheart. Hi, how are you? Wonderful. It's good to hear Did from you. Did you get my inbox? Did you get my inbox? Your friend friend invite thing? Yeah, um, I, I put in a, a friend request. I didn't hear back from you. I have not been. I got home late last night, and okay. I have not okay. even checked any of that yet. Yeah. Okay. I have it open right now, okay. and I will go through it and find it. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Meantime, in between time, I uh, sent you a voicemail, so we both been trying to contact you. So I just suck, me. don't I? No, like when you just not, act, <laughs> you know, like you know, people can kind of say, "Why is she laying back?" And I haven't even heard from her. Like other than the show, you know, I just haven't heard any type of other like comments or so. You seem living a quiet background, Mike, and I don't like that. Lord <laughs> <laughs> oh, know what you're doing. What's going on? Oh, you know, I, this week I was supposed to, I was supposed to go over and help my kids. My son needed some help, and so I went over there. I was going to spend one day, and I ended up being over there four. and didn't come home okay. for four days. So that's my life, you guys. Oh, good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> when the kids and the grandkids want to be around, dude, that's a wonderful thing. This is true. So I have a poem, and... It's called The Last Negotiation. And I just dug around into my some of my old records and found this piece. I'm going to read it for you guys. Hi, Juanza. Hello. <laughs> I know I can speak to you, but you stayed on the, on the program, so let's make sure it's official now. The All Last right. Negotiation. The child that I was never believed in death. Loving life so much that I could not conceive of it. Time, state of mind, growth, natural new realizations that interfered with my own understanding of life. Life, death, and purpose. Collecting bits of earth, I love her. But hold on to her. Whatever came from her, Butterflies, fireflies, ladybugs, and plain matches. Geology was my solace. The sun kept my pet warm for me. Unlike the trees, moon, and the stars, I could hold on to them. Rocks and stones and driftwood and all like. They made formations and they were beautiful 
drew me in as if they had personality. I loved them. I knew they each had a story. Unlike living pets, I also knew my rocks would never die because I had a thing about death. I had grown up to find that the deal I made with God to never let me die was neither negotiable or doable, nor had the bargain been sealed on the other end. I have seen people suffer and grow. Therefore, I have made a new deal asking God, please, not let me grow. I don't want to be with incontinence and feebleness. Afraid while moving towards my impermanence, my mind may tell me to season my food with cleansing powder or something other than salt. Once, I never wanted to grow old. Once, I longed to stay upon the earth forever with the promises of the unknown and as a reward. I still opted to stay. Stay, I have a different eye. I think different way. I think in a different way. I have made a new deal with my creator. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my breath to take. I pray my kept soul be set free and my loved ones to keep. Come gently and swiftly. I speak the uttered lines to lift, to fit my words. Not so eager to remain on earth. Not so eager to remain on earth. No longer is earth my turf. Not the virgins prayed for as a child. Let me die peacefully in my sleep. Bury my ashes in the backyard, in the black sand. Cover me with beautiful stones until I take root and grow into something healing from my rich soot. Greater now is my faithfulness. No longer do I fear death, but fear what has become of this earth. And I want no turmoil to spoil my peaceful transition. That's empty. Wow. That is a lot to take in, Mama. That's what was it like to write that one? I don't remember. I've just dug through the crates and found it and I've kinda of felt like in the same mood. <laughs> in the same mood I was in then. I was like in the mood to be in the mood again, so I just went on it chose that one as the one I would do for the first one. And I'll let Jawanza do one then I'll come back. Okay. My first piece is called No Apology. It's a short piece. It's a warrior piece. No apologies. No sorries for you. Not but autonomy for me. I try. I cry a million times. I try to find you in my verse, on my purse lips, to speak of prayers that changes things, brings a word to me of mine, a sword, that shines brighter than a diamond, can't dumb down even a little bit. I pray the prayer of the fallen foe, not for the hero, nor chilling with the villain. I kill him in the bird in him. I, the word slayer, heartbreaker, breaker one mind, 
Think on my mind until night half past the hour I devour in peace. Booyah. Yeah. Mama? You no, know, I said booyah. That, yeah. On point. That's good. <laughs> like on the song. <laughs> Absolutely great. You you that was incredible. Yes. Okay. You want to do your Mama. second piece? I'll do my, I'll do my, you want me to go into mine? Okay. All right. The next piece is called Mythology, the Mythology of the Mask of Me. What inspired this piece I was when I was working with uh, a group that I created called the Goddess History Theatrical Ritual Players. And what we used to do is we would retell the, the mystery stories of the goddesses and the gods on stage in poetry and dance, belly dance, and music. And so I wrote this piece because I made a mask, which is one of the things I do. I'm a sculptor as well as a painter. I made a mask that inspired me to write this poem. Mythology. Mythology, my theology, the mask of me. I, mythology, my theology, my theology, the mask of me. The mysteries, my stories, the truth, hope, and allegories from the days of old, when men were bold and aspired to be God as one of the gods, a hero of a thousand faces, jack of all trades, master but one, to become the son of God, son of the sun, son of the midnight star, the twilight come, the one who is immortal, the one who has come, the one who has stepped through the portal from infinite existence into the infinite, no, 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 near mortal. My theology is not the theology my theology, the mask of me, the mysteries, my stories, the true mystery, if there is no history, no history, but her story as her story. I see God is goddess, my God, it's my goddess, my goddess, my God, in peace. Mm. My God, that was dope. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I could tell you Lyra. had a lot of fun writing that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I had a lot of fun making the mask, too. It's made <laughs> from poplar wood. Made from what? Poplar wood, yellow poplar. From, the fall from what? Yellow poplar. Poplar, what's that? Poplar, P-O-P-L-A-R, poplar. It's a type of tree. Oh, from a tree? Yes, from a tree. A poplar tree. Okay, got yes. you. Yeah, I'm not popular. popular. <laughs> I got you. I thought you were saying I thought you were saying popping lock like the dance, a yellow no. pop lock. Like, no, no, it could be interpretive dance. Lock. I'd like to. I would pay probably pay to see that. Yeah. <laughs> yellow yeah. pop, low like tree. Uh huh. Okay. Beautiful. That sounds like a beautiful mask. Take some pictures and send to us. Okay, sure. Yeah, we'd love to see that. <laughs> I can sure do that. Okay. Okay, Nyla. This is my uh, award-winning poem I'm going to read for you. Uh, it's called My Poetry, and it was a contest to ask, uh, what do you want your poetry to do? My poetry. I want my poetry to join your poetry, pointing the way and providing safety nets for our most sacred, also provoke 
incite, inspire, inquire, encourage, discourage, respect, dissect, inject, create humor to be enjoyed as well as provoke, to emote, to incite action, require you to investigate, encourage you to begin or discourage nonsense, enlighten, frighten, stimulate, agitate, educate, and appreciate, and acquaint. I want my poetry to help me. Help me spot what I have got so I can see the genius in you. I want my poetry to draw. I want my poetry to draw the righteous people closer together. It'd be about that. I want my poetry to be about that. Decrease the haters and multiply the winners. I want my poetry to edify the beginning the beginner, simplify the complicated, bring out the most in the least and the humility in the arrogant. I would like my words to speak up and out for the unheard. That's what it be about. I would like my poetry to create doubt and illusions and restore faith in your own conclusions or just use your imagination in a world of delusion. I would like to hear you say, hey, hmm, yeah, okay. Hell to the right on. I mean, amen, Ashe. Just astound you into silence. Shh. It's okay. To hunger and thirst. I want my poetry to make you thirsty for true answers and hungry for knowledge. I want the poetry I write to subject you to your own interpretation, leaving those stories unturned, self-determination, poetry bringing awareness of how to go about a rebuilding of our nation. I be about what my poetry be about. I want my poetry to join your poetry pointing the way and providing safety nets for our most sacred offspring. And it's all it really be about. The future of our children is what it really be about. It be about the generations next. Building my poetry, even when I'm a dead poet, I want my poetry to enjoy, to be enjoyed. Also to provoke, incite, inspire, require, encourage, discourage, respect, dissect, inject, create humor, provoke, to emote, incite, action, require you to investigate, encourage you to begin or end, discourage nonsense, enlighten, even frightened, and definitely would like for you to be heightened, stimulate, agitate, educate, and appreciate your past. I want my poetry to be the harbinger of peace, the eradicator of hate, and to unite the bards near and far so no one knows for sure. I want my poetry to do what I think God would want it to do, and I'd be about that. Yeah, I'd be about that better recognize, but please don't plagiarize. Booyah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Please don't plagiarize. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so the conversation that we were having, you know, yeah, yeah, plagiarizes. Absolutely phenomenal, Mama, and your words, you they do that and so, so, so much more. Yeah. And I will forever, you know. <laughs> Thank you. 
Thank you, my lovely, beautiful, most faithful, dedicated daughter. So I, can only I love you so much. Yeah. Their exchange ain't no robbery. That's my haiku. Mm. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you for coming and joining us. Uh, I call you Kwanzaa. The Kwanzaa. Yeah. Say hello. Tell everybody how we can find you when we're looking for you. Okay, you can find me on Facebook at Jawanza, J-A-W-A-N-Z-A, Amanun, that's A-M-E-N-N-U-N. You can also find me at Pantheon Prime on Facebook. That's P-A-N-T-H-E-R-I-O-N, Pantheon Prime, P-R-I-M-E. You can also find me on Bandcamp under Pantheon and Prime, where there are recordings of the pieces that I do. And they're set up like albums. And I have about 14 of them on there. Some of them uh, I consider to be pretty good. Some of them are trash. But, you know, you make your decision if you go there and check it out. Bravo. Bravo. So you can <laughs> find me under All Round Queen. And it's all round queen, because I'm the all round queen, not all around queen. But uh, it's just another way to find me. And probably see some of my work that you haven't seen before. It's on Facebook. And that's a.k.a. Mama Oladeji, a.k.a. Vicky Aqua. Hopefully on Facebook and on Poetry Soup, you can find the all round queen. Perfect, both of you. Thank you so much. It was great having you both on. Mama, I love you dearly. And I will take care of the stuff as soon as I get off the air. Okay. Yeah. Call me. <laughs> All right, Mama. All right, thank you. Thank you, honey. Bye-bye, you guys. Bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 903. 903, you are on the air. Hello, Nyla. This is Eric Shellman. How are you doing? Hey, Eric. I'm doing great, honey. How are you? I got your invites. Thank you. And how are you? I interrupted you. You're I didn't welcome. Even let you I'm answer. doing good. <laughs> yeah. I, huh? I didn't even let you answer. I'm just like 100 miles. So good to hear from you. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh work today. Uh, uh, the Mormon Church has asked me to go to Louisiana and do demolition and uh, cleanup. So we're going to be manually chopping a whole lot of trees down and doing some cleanup outside. But uh, anyways, I'll be doing that this weekend, and I might be going another weekend too. I haven't haven't been told yet. So my dad's like the high priest of the Mormon Church, and it's a big deal to him. But last year we went to Harvey and did that here in Texas. He's been doing it for like like 20 years. But anyways, he does it for service for his God, and so I'm going to go do it for humanitarian aid. So I'm going to go help some Perfect people out. Perfect So, yeah, and that's my second time doing it. It's cool. And it's fun, too. So, But, yeah, other than that, I'm just chilling. I've been writing poetry lately. I was on a long break, too. So, And like I said, I've posted my stuff on Facebook, too. So... I got two pieces tonight. 
and one's listy, but I still like it. <laughs> uh, it's one of my newer ones. Uh, actually, it's like it's older, but I finally finished it. I guess you could say that for both of them, actually. <laughs> All right, so this one's called "Oh How She." Oh how she taunts me! Oh how she she haunts me! Oh how she flaunts me! Oh how she gaunts me! Oh how she vaunts me! Oh how she jaunts me! Oh how she wants me! Oh how she avaunts me! Oh how she croissants me! Oh how she doesn't want me! Oh how she restaurants me! Oh how she savants me! Oh how she storefronts me! Oh how she commandments me! Oh, how she finds confidence in me. Oh, how she non-excellence me. That's in peace. I loved some of the, I mean, talk about a word meaning, can mean so much. You know, when I talk about the, like the exercises we do at the beginning of the show. But when you said, yeah. like, she restaurants me. Yeah. You know, what, what would that mean if somebody was restauranting you? They pop in once in a while. Grab a snack, head out. Maybe if they're nice, leave a tip on the table. You know, what does it mean if somebody storefronts you? That means they're stalking me at the storefront. I've been stalked before. Yeah, they're they're just they're walking by and (laughs) and you know checking out what's what's on the outside, but never stepping in to see what's on the inside. That's Uh, right. Restauranting could mean coming to my house and drinking my alcohol and, and eating my food, and then you know like. Never see me again, you know. I mean, yeah, treating you like something they ordered off a menu, devouring you and walking away. That's right, precisely. Actually, that sounds like <laughs> the best kind of night to have ever. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's great. <laughs> Just depends what your perception on life is. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's cool. I'm glad you liked it. Uh, I just started a. It was a rhyme game for me, of course. You know, like my challenges, mm-hmm. but um. So, and then that was just what uh, rhymed, so I was just like, yeah, that's cool, make that work. So, all right, my second one is called Nature Weeps. Uh, I had written the first stanza, I don't even know, like maybe a year or two ago, and I finally finished it. So, sometimes that's, it just gets stuck in a swamp of cyberspace, or just, you know, you know, it takes a while to get there. So, all right, Nature Weeps. Seasons scream mankind's treason, weathers well mankind's being put together, precipitations hell mankind's bountiful rations. Man- oh, sorry, my bad. Mankind's bountiful rations, plants yell mankind's gluttonous eating while listening to their hypocritical, hypocritical rant, wildlife y'all. mankind's destruction, making lives full of rifle strifes making their lives full of rifle strifes. Aquatic life, fellow mankind's pollution and detriment to their homes, making them chaotically erratic and full of static. Nature weeps and wonders who will take a stand for her and all her creatures and stop the madness we as humans do to their ecology and their environments. That's in peace, too. (laughs) And that's in peace, too, by the way. That's right. And man. It was awesome. I was so glad you called in tonight. Oh, you're welcome. Sorry, I was late. I had so not only did I do that, I actually went and did two jobs. So I went, I actually went and 
went to uh, like two cities or two towns over, and I went to another town over too to go do a job earlier. Also took everything out of my dad's trailer. He has a box trailer, and we got a whole bunch of stuff. We're taking chainsaws, pole saws, rakes, shovels, axe, hammer, machete, uh, generator. The next time you're up in this area, let me know, because I have a cherry tree that needs to be taken down badly. That's right, you do. Yeah, I need to get me a chainsaw, and I can come visit you. I have a chainsaw. Take care of that for you. Okay. Well, I can let you know when I'm in Oregon. That's cool. Okay. Take care of it. And I got a hatchet and a machete too. I'll make you dinner, but I'm not a restaurant. There you go. Okay. That works. You can rest on on me for the night. That's cool. No, it's a a service for service, as I call it, but that's cool. Yeah. But, yeah, no, that would be cool. Yeah, I'll let you know. I'll have to save up some money. Well, work will bring you out here eventually. The tree's not going anywhere. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, work will. (laughs) Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's cool. All right, sweetheart. Fantastic job tonight. Appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. It's Eric Shellman. I'm actually in the photo. It's me at an open mic night in person as my uh, profile, profile picture. And my cover photo is actually... A different photo, but it's the same place. I'm reading a poem at the same open mic night as well. Um, and that's the one that I have. I just, I'm only posting poetry right now. So I did post someone else's poetry as well, which is cool. That I really liked and dug. So, but I'm writing my poetry. I'm, I'm working on not posting every day and not being on Facebook every day. But <laughs> I have gotten. Uh, quite a bit of uh, I did I did get a bunch of likes on my haiku, writing the haiku, the one I read the other the last Thursday too, about being on mm-hmm. the side of this uncharted uh, waters. So, but yeah, they really liked that. So I thought that was cool. But uh, have a great night, and I'll talk to you next week. And I'm probably gonna get something to eat. I had a sandwich, a sub sandwich early, so. But. That sounds so good. Yeah, it was it was uh, provolone, uh, ham. I can't remember all of it. It was already pre-made. It wasn't Subway. It was, but but it was like artisan or whatever, whatever that means. So I had a bunch of stuff on it. So, but I did buy me some groceries. So I got snacks, food, drinks. So, and unfortunately, I, I won't be drinking there. We don't have electricity. There's no food. There's no gas. We have to bring our own, and we have to bring our own food. We do have a, a gas, uh, propane gas tank or a grill, so I do have stuff to eat off the grill, too. And I have some perishable snacks, too. So, but that's all we'll good. We'll be in the same boat. I'm heading out on the 17th. I'm going to be up in the high deserts of Oregon. All with, right. With just, just my little camp stove and my tent. <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to be in a tent too. So whatever, yeah, I, whatever yeah. I can carry in with me. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's it. That's awesome. Well, have a great time. I, uh, thanks for the platform as always. I appreciate it. Um, I'm already working on your 15th anniversary, 
or no you're doing that in November or October the it's gonna either be I've got to figure out because where the Halloween falls and all that so it's either going to yeah. be the end of November 1st of uh, end of October 1st of November okay cool yeah Awesome, and I still got some Halloween. I got some brand new Halloween poems too. Right now, I'm working on a poem, and I've decided to do ten poems and merge them together. So once I finish that fun, fantastic challenge, then I'll read it on your show. So I have Katrain, Acrostic, Diamante, Sinru, Haiku. I'm doing alliteration, alliteration alphabet, the whole alphabet. I got uh, Diamante, I'm going to be doing Illusions, I got Couplets, let's see, what else do we got? Oh, Assonance as well, and I think that's it for the first one. Then, oh, uh, Alexandrian, in Alexandrian, it's supposed to be a French version of the haiku, and it's brand new for me, so it's kind of going on your thing that you talk about, you know, learning a new one every month, so, and then I got another poem going to be doing... Uh, several different forms I've already done, except for the Taka and the Sadaka, and I think there's one more I can't remember. But but yeah, it's it's really fun. <laughs> so but have a great night. I'll let the next poets come on, and I'm gonna stick around. I still gotta pack my clothes for tomorrow morning, and I got me some beer to drink. So I can't I can't be drinking there unfortunately, but that's all right. <laughs> you can have one tonight and have it hold you over till then. That's right. I can have two. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Get my fing in right now, and I'll be good to go. Get my fix. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much, Milo. Right. Appreciate it. Glad you like my poems. Uh, I'll let the next poets come on. I'll try to be on next week, and I'll have some more poetry as well. So have a great Perfect. night. Talk to you next good night, time. sweetheart. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, we are going to pop back up here and see if we can get area code 832 on with us. Soldier Blue, are you there now? 832, Soldier Blue? Are you muted? We can't hear you if you're talking. All right, so I will come back and check with Soldier Blue again here in a little bit. Let's go ahead and grab area code 615. 615, you're on the air. Hi, Nyla. How are you? This is Clarence. How you been? Hi, Clarence. It's good to hear from you, honey. Good to hear from you. Uh, it's been a day. <laughs> <laughs> a good day, a bad day, or a day day? Uh, I'm not going to give it a bad day um, rating, but it's been a day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. We'll go with that. Yeah. So I got two of them for you. Okay. And the first one, but before that, Duda, how have you been? I've been really good. I have been crazy, crazy, freaking busy like you could absolutely not believe. But I, I'm still I'm still treading water, so it's good, right? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. You're making a way if you can. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, what do you have for us tonight, love? All right, I have this first one is called I Get Cold Blooded to Facebook Sometimes. <laughs> Wrestling, skimming through the profile pages, I find myself becoming unquestionably frustrated by the words and temperatures, the climax of size. Yet I do get cold blooded to Facebook sometimes. It's a media where people need to be heard to connect with friends that you've never seen before, to resume contact with family and friends, but where's the manners and do all lives really matter to the chit-chat and reactions? I happen to be an addict to being distracted by all the passion, the laughter, the vitriol, the dozens, the disrespect, other sadness. Bully pulpits, I'm a pupil in this congregation. How can I put this, say this? I feel this place here and I get cold-blooded to Facebook. Maybe I'm a super freak. The kind you don't bring home to mother, Rick James, as being in total control here. Nah, that's not what I'm saying, but just searching through timelines, groups, and pages. It's much like cocaine, which is a hell of a drug. Blame it on alcohol. I'm drunk off the photo so sensual that if I was single, I might just succumb to lust which would be perilous to many Delilahs, to my Samson-style persona, being carried around, led to death, my head being luggage, baggage, but I have this claim to the most high, and it's not paraphernalia. I'm locked in a framework that is Yeshua the Messiah. See, that's all it took to keep me ministering to you via Facebook. Whether you label me, I'm able to see faithfully. God's got me on a journey to further heap his love, knowledge, wisdom, understanding, and truth. His greetings of peace being with and unto you, evidence of proof. While you jump to conclusions and jump through hoops, this is why I post these epiphanies with complex simplicity as he's given, not asking for ministry on Facebook. Take a look, cold blood, but still flowing. Still posting soul food. Come on. Good morning, but fair warning. I encourage you to not disrespect my space because I'm linked to your motivation and Zoom to your teams trying to play games, requesting friendship like your baseball card collectors, showing pictures that are mostly sexual to cause directions from your deceptive cons. You don't really want to know me. You just want to get off. So let me delete you from my existence from trying to lock me in prison you're 30 years younger than me. You're dismissed, kid. I'm married and committed, but Facebook permits this as it's good for business. Oops, I better not violate the community guidelines. My freedom of speech has me a candidate to be silenced on the sidelines from certain words I have used in random thoughts. They just seem hurtful. I thought I was just an ordinary guy, but I'm treated like George Carlin because now I question everything to where I go past margins, where I'm accused of promoting hate. But isn't that what the politicians do? Because I don't meander to a deceptive program of propaganda, I'm slapped on the wrist. And I'm not the activist for the bowel movements that matter to you. My face is in a book, and it's entitled The Holy Bible. Sometimes I play in their video games, shirts against skins on the court's arch rivals. My jury of my peers can't help me in this trial as I'm judged 
guilty while they pee on the sidewalks. I'm cold-blooded to Facebook sometimes. So place me in this time capsule, but this isn't something I'll die for. In peace. <laughs> no guessing where you stand on that, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you reading two tonight, hon? Yes, and this is my second one. And it's called Body Sin. I sinned against my body again for obvious trends. Supposed to be a man of God, yet I copied the world, infringing on my copyright until I paced left as my face wept because my case was dismissed for lack of evidence. My standards don't stand up. I'm embarrassed. My manners and tatters extracted from the trash compactor. I let stragglers and savages invade my pad and they ate my sandwiches. Man, I'm pissed that I let my life be categorized by amateurs. They say they worked at Amazon, but caught shoplifting with the cameras on. Police came with a warrant at my door while these whores went and used my place as a camouflage. Snitches get stitches, but these witches aren't interested in my stimulus checks as they're mentally calculating the digits, trying to make me out as an accessory. But I remember every scene and pointed them out saying, there they is. I know that's not acceptable grammar, but damn it all if I go to prison innocent like the vast amounts and it would be paramount. I hear a poet say she's fabulous, and if I marry Sheila E., I guess my life would be glamorous. But Jamie Foxx would blame it on the alcohol. And how many love and hip-hop actresses show their skin complete with camel toes? I imagine all as I need melatonin instead of Dramamine so I can sleep without having fantasies tattooed in my dreams of drama queens. Father, I have sinned again with karma, mel, and cinnamon. I'm taking responsibility, not blaming the women you gave. I'm not Adam hidden behind clubs with bad girls while pretending to be a prosperity gospel preacher while my Jimmy is exposed swaggering. That's that piece. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) That was great, hon. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. So do me a favor and tell everyone how they can come find you. Well, they can find me at this um, nursing home turning up a thermostat. But other than that, um, (laughs) they can find me at facebook.com backslash Clarence Ferguson Jr. Or they can find me on my public group page entitled C, the letter C, the word double, like double cheeseburger, 34 the number, music, and friends. Perfect. All right, Clarence, great job tonight. Appreciate you so much, sweetheart. Thank you. See you next week. (laughs) See you soon. All right. right. Our next caller, let's go check on Soldier. We'll just keep picking on Soldier Blue. 832. Are you with us, 832? No, I don't want to be. I know you don't want to be because I have came and unmuted you like six times tonight and you just like ignored uh, me totally. No, I got passed out and 
sleeping like I was whatever. I don't even know. I'll tell you what, though. You don't snore. Well, that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you doing tonight, now that you're all napped uh, and refreshed? Yeah, well, this way. Kind of... Uh, I'm all right. I've just been uh, kind of sifting out some stuff in terms of what I've been doing, what I haven't been doing, kind of all stuff in between, I guess. Uh, just, uh, I don't know. It's just it's just weird stuff, I guess. It's just this time around, just kind of came and went, and I really didn't. I was kind of nonplussed by the the uh, what came out of it. But anyway, um, so this first uh, first one's called names. When you mispronounce my name with madness, it is a victory greater than death. When you offer up enunciations like you were coughing up blood, I mean, I am satisfied. When the darkness, funerary friend, when all thoughts Upon your breath have died Down to a drawn And quartered turn of fate Mantle And distance is overcome By the break of fever Bound to bones And all will be certain Medicine weak Cast upon water, then will I relive what I have learned. When you mispronounce my name without the scheme of agony, grim chaos takes you. Then shall I return the rage and indignities that have been presented. As inevitable to me, Gibbon, Lord Zeuti, the garroted reverie, the serpentine tightening upon the neck, fierce spirits require the throttling control of no one. The flames burn hotter. Still, where strings drop from the dance of feet keeping time. Is it thirty pieces of silver yet? Voices click and clack, brass upon gold. The shine is not the sheen of true value, nor truth unvarnished what you seek to hold. Is gilded and hollow, a sonic boom, 
of a shatter piercing upon the ears that no longer listen to you. Breath touches pen, pen creases paper, and we all become the envelope story. Should you mouth my name with pronouncements of startling false nature, virtues of stained fact, cast in shades, burnt obscurities, I will call you what you are. A fucking liar. Cedar as I am between the porticos of velvet and the frescoes as ancient as my ageless spirit, it is easy to refuse the blood quagmire minions who would assume feast upon the essence they cannot create. Roots to rind, limbs of whom I have been lost amongst the trees of my good company. The ones gathered here have seen sun, frost, death, and more, becoming marrow for the bones we need. Resurrection murdered by affluence so as to give vent to the lives we have lived twice before you in your maggot-infested forms ever touched our shores or evolved enough to understand what it was to take a breath taken too soon so far from the surface becomes a drowning without the cognizance of why. In the language of the awake and aware, there is a saying, Adon, to whomever, for whatever. Yeah, exactly, Adon. When you mistake vowels for consonants and attempt to break names, obscure what was simple clarity, then shall I add carbons to vitriol the acidic truncheon to give force to what is an insufferable spate of misinformed nuance. Vile, dredged nomenclature which shall stand no test of time. Nikshinda Nivoska Nikshinda Agidatru I am of day of the midwaters. I am soldier blue. My loved ones gather and I go to them and we are the ghost road born. So many winds cross the barren lands, wastelands we've been left with, barren of dreaming life. Bones drift, surfacing minuscule upon the highways, laying out tracks of definition, means to an end, the gross left in a gravity spin, twisted realms of indigenous ingenuity, the course of a blood spill of time. 
When you pronounce my name, I want to hear as the dreamscape it has always been, as it shall always be. Nishinda Miyamoska. Nishinda Agida Trojo. We are the ghost road born, and we are always walking our way home. Monke Ujonge Ube. That was phenomenal. I could tell a very personal piece to you as well. Well, I just get tired of people trying to act like, you know, what I what I wear as a name is somehow something like a nom de plume or some twisted format of a nickname or whatever and it's just it just it it's not something that I dignify with, you know, talking about it all the time because it just irritates the shit out of me a lot of times. But it's a case of I have uh, been given a native name and that is like two thirds of it. And even just when I use it in the scope of the translation of, you know, what it is in English, when I say it in English, that's not my name either. That's just the translation because when you look at what we have in our sense of what words are, what language is in terms of native people, there is no translation that accurately describes any of it. It's just what we have to deal with in terms of, okay, yeah, you know, whatever. That's you know, you can call me that. I'll, I'll uh, dignify it with a, a, a response. But you know, that doesn't mean that you know people can come and stomp on me either. I'm going to pick you up and I'm going to break your ass in half and try that shit. And I'm just, you know, I just get it, you know, I just, I mean, I guess in turn, I guess in a lot of ways because of what I'm reading right now, you know, that's where it's coming out of. You know, that's kind of like that distilled starkness, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then I also think, you know, like, you know, the kind of sidewise bullshit smirks that I, you know, that sometimes I have to deal with in terms of, you know, some people kind of half-ass one to bring into the argument that, well, you know, maybe he's not, he doesn't write, you know, what he what he reads and that's, you know, somehow it's like, you know, some form of plagiarizing twist of somebody else's work and it's like you can go fuck yourself, man. I don't, I don't read anybody else's work in terms of, you know, poetic format. I don't, I don't follow anybody else in terms of what they, you know, what is considered one of the uh, valued forms or any of that shit. I don't. I can care less, man. I read what I read, and then I get take the essence of it, and then, and through the format of the concepts that I see 
and that how they strike me. That's what I write. I, I write, you know, I don't. I write my own way. I got a lexicon that I. You, know, <laughs> you definitely can, have your own style. It's like when uh, you, know, you turn on the radio and you hear Rod Stewart. You know it's Rod Stewart. Yeah. When you hear someone reading a, your work, you know it's your work. So. Yeah. All right, my sweet darling. So. I got a short one. It's it's just an itty bitty. I know I know I've been rambling, but like I said, just, just I got an itty bitty one, and then I'll shut up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a it's a it's called Crimson Nails. Ten pennies. You see me nailing you to the cross? No, and you never will. Do you see me screaming for blood vengeance and judgment in front of anyone who will listen? No, you don't. All of these blood-seeking, death-reeking bullshit artists with a media slot of TV. I am so tired of their rot, drop, tread lights from the silent stars that speak enough with spectral starkness to know liars when they see them. And what? And that was and that was two. I was, yep, that was wow. It. You were you. That was just <laughs> that was like it. a hiccup for you. <laughs> oh, trust me. I'll I'll, I'll I'll take that one a little bit further. It's a, I'm looking at this one, that one, in in the format of like a, what Jimi Hendrix used to do with some of his songs. You know, they'd start off like two minutes and a half or something like that. And by the time he'd gone through uh, a a concert round. They turn out to be ten and twelve minute songs. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's just like so that's just where that one started. But, awesome. um, All right, baby, tell everyone right. how to find you. All right, you can find me up at uh, Facebook under it's under Rafe Wild, and in parentheses it says Soldier Blue, and that's me. And then also. Um, I've got some getting some stuff together. The ones that I think uh, I think will um, fit with what else is on there in terms of the uh, podcast that I'm working on, and that podcast is called Red Earth One, and I uh, just put that in there as in a separated form, RedEarthOne.com, and that will get the podcast. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, and we will talk to you or listen to you sleep next week. Nah, all right. Well, <laughs> I'll try to be more awake. I, I like I said, I just, I, you know, I can never judge those things, man. It's like sometimes I'm like watching TV and then two hours later, oh, well, okay. It just hits you, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all but, right, um, baby, we'll talk uh-huh. to you next week. I appreciate you. I appreciate you too, Miss Nala. Thank you, Soldier Blue. You bet. Bye bye. All right. I'm glad we finally got him on. Next caller. I'm gonna go ahead and give the next three callers so you kinda of have a heads up. We have nine one nine, followed by five oh six, followed by seven one four. I see eight one five down there, but you are not in the lineup. You have not pressed one. So there you go. All right. So I just want to make sure. All right, 919, you are on the air. 
Naya. <laughs> Hello. How are you? How are you? I am absolutely wonderful. How are you doing, sweetheart? It's good to hear from you, Granville. Yeah, yeah good. To, I think I tried to cut you last night and last week, and I don't know what happened a couple of weeks ago, but it, but anyway, that was last week, and this is this week. Can you nothing about last week, but we're going to do something about this week. Yes, Nyla. I have a couple of points I'm going to do for you tonight. New stuff. Okay. From my poetry book, Poetry for Thought, book three. This first poem is called Anyway, and you can get that book at Amazon. Amazon, Poetry for Thought by Granville John Hedrington. Anyway, this poem, this first poem is called Whale Strength. How far is it from men? Some pursue and pretend it. Power perceived is power achieved. So pretenders are plenty. Men, life is short. Fickle his existence from the womb to the tomb. Work challenged, he struggled to his feet, came here in pain, blood and gore, struggling to be strong. His strength is limited. So we pretend strength. Can you blame us, the son of Adam and Eve? His days are numbered. An empty stomach, lack of shelter, infirmities determine his demise until at long last he is, he is happy to be at rest. Then they lay him down, dust to dust, ashes to ashes. The strength of man fails him, and we are free of the pretense, so weary of the facade. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That was incredible, Granville. Thank you, yeah, I like it. I had it. that I haven't read. Yes, okay, let me give you another one here. Uh, 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 uh. I hate to choose, you know. I'm going to do this one here because you got to glorify the most, I think. This one is called God's Clemency. God has been good to me. It is I who has not been good to him. Word of his he kept to me. It is I who has not 
who has not kept word of mine. His word to me has never faltered. It was word of mine to him that did. With a just hand he dealt with me. Unjust was mine hand to him. Faithfully he tended me. Faithless was mine affection to him. My faults are clear to me and magnifies your mercy. My shortcomings stands before me like the mid-distance. So nearer to thee, O Lord, I draw continually. Your tender mercies, let them forever encompass me. And your tender mercies extend to me without fail. Treat me not according to my transgressions. For perfect praise I would give you, but I am the son of Adam. My biology sentences me. The flow of blood, heart of flesh, sustains and betrays me. My days are numbered. My soul lays bare before you. Every crevice and corner, there is nothing hid from eyes of thine. Mercy, mercy, I plead. Mercy, have mercy, my God. Show me compassion, lest I perish. Thank you. Thank you, Naila. Thank you. Wow. Both of those super strong, incredible pieces tonight. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read you some more from this book next time. I, I yeah, have, great I choices. I thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm, I'm right. having a show. And sorry, I'm having a show next week, Sunday, September 19th. I'm having a show in Fayetteville, North Carolina. At the that is awesome. Lewis's Lounge at uh, Black Boulevard, I forget the number, but Lewis's Lounge. Yeah, I'm going to perform in there for, for, for 25 minutes. That is incredible. I am so excited for you. See if you can get someone to uh, film yeah. part of it for you. You know, like what? on their phone. I'm going to, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that because that is something that I, I, I am poor in doing. Because when I get to the venue, I, I get. I get so excited to hit the field, I forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> I do, yeah, that... I mean, I do, you know. See if you can get someone to, like, to record at least one full poem so we can have it. That would be really cool. Man, I want, I want to get the whole show because I expect to give them a good show, and I, I want to excite them, I want to get them motivated. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to, yeah, I want to entertain them, you know, and, and uplift them. And, you know, I like to perform because when I go there and I perform, you know, I expect my, after my performance, my audience takes me home and they, and I give them something to meditate upon when they go home. You know, something <laughs> that will, yeah. Yes. Because, yes. Yeah, because people need motivation. It's hard. Life is trivial. You know, and people, that's why people come to Poetry Shop because they're looking for motivation and strength to help them face tomorrow. 
you know. Actually, fantastic way to look at it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I take what I do serious because I'm not sitting down and writing something just for my own amusement. You know, I, I just say I'm a poet. When I write something, I expect it to be heartfelt and and beneficial to the listener. You know, and 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 that's mm-hmm. why I do what I do, and it, it pleases me to have such a talent because I tell people all the time, I have my talent and I have my knowledge. But when I die, I'm gonna take all these things with me. So it's important that I impart it to others while I can, because I have no work in the grave for it. At least, not that I know of. I don't know well, what you know, every single time you come here and read on the air, you are verbally publishing your poem onto the interwebs for there for all time as long as it exists. So you are everywhere, my love. You have heard you you are heard all over the world. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That, that, is, that is very nice, and I, and I hope because and and I hope so, and because that's where you see, I want my work to be right and beneficial to people because. I want to remember for a good thing, you know, because I've met people and they say to me, yo, you know, I heard you did the poem before. And when I heard you do it, I was going through, I was going through a lot of stuff, but, but when I heard the poem, it brought me through. You know? And when, when I hear that, it's like, like you know, it's, it's, it's encouraging to me because, because somebody, somebody was motivated, somebody was empowered. You know, to to face the day, mm-hmm. at the moment, you know, and we and we all need strength. You know, we all need help, and you know, it took it took two to bring us here. So we all need help. You know, two people had to join together to make one of us. So help is our birthright. You know, you know, we we are social creatures. We can't do it without others. We we thrive on each other. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. we thrive on each other. We need each other. All right, my dear. Absolutely inspirational. Do me a favor. Tell everyone how to find you. Yes, people, people. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook, Granville John Hedgington, and some other streaming media. You can find my stuff. And I'm a poor advocate for myself, of myself, so... But I'm having a show in Fayetteville, North Carolina, on September 19th. So if you're in the area, you can come by. And you can find my books, Poetry for Thought, Volume 1, 2, and 3, at Amazon. And and you can call me or check me out on Facebook. Inbox me, and I'll reply. Ask a question, say something. Nyla, it was nice to be with you. Always. Always nice. Always nice. <laughs> <laughs> and it is always our pleasure, honey. Thank you. And and it's my as well to be here and have you. you. And you say you have 15-year anniversary coming up? Yeah, end of October. End of next month, we'll have our, it'll be our 15th year on the air. Hey, you know what? i got to make sure that I'm there. Well, so I will remind you, I thing. promise. <laughs> Yes, Naila, I can come tell you. <laughs> okay. Thank you, sweetheart. 
Thank you, my dear. Have a blessed night. Peace. You too. All right. Our next three callers, 506-714 and 815. Let's go ahead and grab 506. 506, you're on the air. I believe this is Lady A. It is, Lady A. How are you? I am doing amazing. How are you, sweetheart? Fine, thank you. Interesting show, interesting conversations. Mm-hmm. I'm running out of steam, though. It's the at the end of the, the three-hour show, and I'm just kind of like, you know, at the beginning I'm just all, and now I'm just kind of kicked back and relaxed yeah. and... Well, I won't. Uh, I won't take up too much of your time. I got a couple of no, phones you, here. No, you're fine. You're absolutely fine. Well, I'll begin with uh, one poem called "She Sees Her Reflection." Images of loved ones adorn the walls. They cannot hear her call. Stripped of her stained glass wings, weeping, she no longer sings. Purple panes now cashmere dress sees her reflection. She wept. Tears fell on satin skin. They burned, but not like the pain she's in. Human form of beauty born, metamorphosis transforms. Taking flight, she mourns her plight. Weak, she cannot fight. No more to flit and flutter, sipping nectar from flower cups of butter. Kaleidoscope colors burnt orange and black of turquoise and lilac. Dawn are days when children wonder about flying in, around, and under. What do the gods of rainbow colors want of this reborn stunner? Her mission was to teach those hardened hearts the beauty of fine arts. Color wheels like Capri blue, Irish green, Arabian red, the gods reveal. With canvas brush and tinted hues of all shades of Persian blue, Children sat at her feet, in awe they watched and dared to dream. Create joy with paint, show the beauty of the moon, papillon, dainty and delicate, now immortally perfect. End poem. Wow. All right, you have to tell me what inspired that one. I, you know what, I, I, I think of the, the colors... Uh, that are in this, the beautiful world that we live in. Um, and I think of the children who are missing out on um, knowing these colors by the, by the lapse of their parents, you know, reading books, uh, singing, reciting poetry, reading poetry, um, back to where communication was key in learning um, I know for my children, I I read to them constantly and read poetry. I have books that have their corners worn from turning the pages and and repeating and repeating. And I think that this is a something um, that is missing in the families today. Um, I absolutely the, agree. Yeah, and using the butterfly and her colors um, and her purpose in life, nature nature's purpose to teach us um and not just children all of us to respect the world and and what we have the blessings that we have in it it's a, you know is with as much horrible um things that are going on everywhere um we need just look out to the sky 
um, to the ocean, to a single flower, and know that there's still beauty there. And everything, yeah. I mean, you, you talk about that. I, there was a poem that I wrote a long time ago, and it wasn't, you know, wasn't one I for sharing. It was just one I wrote during a residency program, where I was able to go out and spend a whole bunch of time up in the mountains in a cabin, all by myself. It was amazing. But you know, when you're when you're around stuff like that, there was a line that I wrote that said, "Try to explain divorce to a hawk." Mm. You know, try to explain election to the colors of nature. Yeah. You know, you realize you realize that all of those things are are man made, man important. You know, look for the actual root cause bullshit. You know, when yeah. the real things of importance are are just the exhale. Yeah. Today I, I, I live uh, uh, by the ocean. I have it look out my window and it's there. And I am fortunate enough to be able to go to the beach daily. And today I went into the water um, up to my waist and I just stood there as the waves enveloped me, each one. And I probably stood there in that one spot for an hour and felt so uh, at peace and at ease and one with... Um, the the world, you know, uh, it's a place, and I think nature does that. Whether you're an ocean person or or a mountain person or or both, you know, mm-hmm. you, if you can ground your feet in the uh, in the sand or on the on a mossy rock or in a river, um, you can be in touch with um, with the Creator and uh, find your purpose in life. I think. And uh, it was a really beautiful hour or more. I just stood there, and um, it was wonderful. And mm-hmm. we all need to make that time. We're all so busy, but we have to make that time to do those kinds of things to get to us live back. live in a in place that's not backlit. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't so, plug in or need recharged. That's right. Yeah. We need to remember what we need to plug into to recharge. Yeah. And I sure need some recharging. And um, <laughs> I'm very jealous you live on the beach. That would be amazing. It's such a gift. It's such a gift. And we, you know, I had a cottage here for 18 years, and um, last year um, retirement, and um, put the take the cottage off. I had a company to take the cottage off the land. I this was 0.75 of an acre, and uh, and put a house here. And so I'm here year-round now, and I just love it. Love, That's love, love exciting. it. exciting. Well, it you is. need to post a picture of the view from your window for me. Okay. I'll do that. I'll do that. Perfect. Perfect. I have another. All right, and your second one? Yeah, it's called uh, Lovebirds Blue. Frozen in time, a universal paralysis of unknown origin. Darkness covers us swallows us, leaving us all to wonder if it's the end. Flowers fold, plants recoil, air is sucked out into the great black hole. Standing in the night, sole survivor without light, dormant in the soil lay every seed for the future they'll need. Animals hibernate, tiny bugs and birds that migrate, 
He came toward her, head tilted to the left. T'was he who left her bereft. Golden ore rose behind his head, he who so long lay dead. Like a corny movie show, we ran into each other's arms. As her skies began to peek from the darkness, it was beneath. Leaves began to grow on quiescence, pines, and maple trees. Lovebirds flew overhead, cooed and kissed like they were wed. He and she watched all creatures awake now flocked. Second chance the world was given with new Adam and Eve presiding. Lessons for each, lessons for the earth now passed. They live, they love in peace at last. End poem. Wow. That was beautiful. Thank you very much. You are very, very welcome. All right, sweetheart, tell everyone how to find you. You can find me as Lady A on allpoetry.com and within the group, um, A Team of Voices, and uh, on Facebook as Andrea Wheaton. Thank you. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, we will talk to you next week. Okay. Thanks a lot. Perfect. You're very welcome. Great job, honey. Thanks. Robbie's all excited about a Canadian poet. All right. Our next caller comes from area code four, or excuse me, 714. Hi, Myla. This is Jackie. How are you? Hi, Jackie. I'm doing great, honey. How are you? (laughs) Good, good, good. It's been a hectic day, but all is well. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you're relaxed enough to be able to spend a little bit of time with us. Yes, me too. So um, I have one. It's called Peacock Blues. Okay. Don't you just love my pretty plumes in vibrant hues of emerald, amethyst, turquoise, and sapphire blue? Precious gems painted on my stems explode into bloom down the spine of my back. In fact, despite my voluptuous size, when I decide to shake my tail feathers, my, oh my, it don't feel no better. All of my glory spread wide, preening and prancing, strutting my stuff just close enough to look, but don't touch, for I am a peacock, not a turkey nor a duck. They say it is vanity, a bit too much confidence. Why should I feel any different when we all have been given special gifts and talents. But I don't think they really see me. Can't they see that I am unique? If they did, they would see the three claws on my feet, the way my powerful thick legs leap with a single bound into the trees. And what about my short pointy beak? Do they see the peak of my crest at the top of my crown is fit for a queen? No, they don't know anything about my hopes, my dreams, but I see more than they realize through the hundreds of my all-seeing eyes raised up to the heavens. And in just those few seconds, my wings begin to rise, 
convincing my mind, this time I am ready to take flight, flying up high beyond the clouds, gliding through the ethers, sailing around, puffing out my chest, feeling peacock proud as my beautiful train swirls in the breeze. Alas, my plight is to only imagine how nice it would be. High flying is not my reality. And it does not matter how hard I try, for I will not ever reach higher heights. Flying high only happens in my dreams. Please, do not disturb. Leave me alone and let me sleep. Then I won't have to see trailing behind to constantly remind me that I am not lifted far off the ground. I believe in that moment I am soaring before I touch down. So I will continue to hold my head up. I will not allow my feathers to ruffle, to be disheveled, touched, or plucked. I must keep my big feet planted firmly on the earth, though secretly I yearn to be a high-flying bird. But perhaps if I allow you to come a little closer, you may just find some magical feathers I have left behind to gift to you prosperity with a bit of good luck. In point. I absolutely loved it. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> loved it. <laughs> a little funny, little bitty something. Yeah. Are you going to read Thank two you tonight, very honey? Much. Um, okay, this is one. It's called Pretty as a Peacock. I don't know why peacocks are the thing for me today. Um, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> the first time I laid eyes on you, I surrendered to be better known. To, please call me now, Jackie Blue. I stood mesmerized by your beauty. I could not make my feet move away. Every inch of you on full display. The richness of your vibrant hues painted the wind with magnificent plumes. I dare not risk it to look away, for just this once I long to escape, to transform into your long, lifelong mate. Although I will never be as radiant as you, still I want to be the one you choose, to strut around as proud as can be, a beautiful sight for all to see. Nothing is more amazing than your glory spread wide, prancing for attention, no one dare deny your uniquely painted image with your spectacular decorated eyes. I stand, with, I stand with longing for you to show me your face. Just a glimpse of your glory, I will patiently wait. Please, Mr. Peacock, let us dance together for heaven's sake. In poem. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Oh, I love yeah. I love peacocks too. I've got a, a photograph I did of one that I turned to black and white, and when you turn it to black and white, it looks like a pencil drawing. So then I I mounted it and ended up finishing it as a painting. Finished doing the feathers, so you can't tell where the the, fo- the photograph is and the ink painting starts. It's weird. It's crazy. I'll have to I'll send you a picture of it sometime and show you. But yeah. Oh, please. I love Thank it. You. I love. Yes. I love the theme. Thank you. And the palms <laughs> are amazing. You. Thank you. You're welcome. And with that, I will let you go, so you can. Jack, before you do, tell everyone how to find you, honey. Oh, oh! By the way, yes, 
I will be starting in my my podcast will be starting at the beginning of October, and it is called "Got Guilt, Damn Shame." On uh, so that will be my new podcast, uh, and let's see. You can find me on Facebook currently um, as uh, the Poetic Peacock Vibe. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Perfect. All right, sweetheart, great job tonight. Appreciate you so much. I'm glad you had time to call in and keep us posted on your show. I will. I certainly will. Thanks. Thank son. you. Okay. All right. Well, I'm excited to see this caller. Our next caller is 815-815. You're on the air. Happy Thursday, Nyla. How are you? I'm okay. wonderful, sis. How are you doing? Love you. Glad I made it in queue. Thank, glad that you reminded me to raise my hand. <laughs> you sound really good. Absolutely. I just, you know what, I've had a really rough week. Um, and one of the things that I love about, even if you have a bad day or a bad hour or a bad moment or, or you're going through a bad time, it ends. That will change, you know. And um, you have to know that just like good times come, bad times do as well. And I, I just I keep my head up. I know. You're amazing. So what are you going to read for us tonight, girl? I am going to do a piece because my eldest granddaughter's ninth birthday is today, and she is celebrating, well, has been. She's gone to bed now. She's got school tomorrow. Um, But she's celebrated her golden birthday today, and um, I just want to do a tribute piece to her. Okay. I'm going to simply title my piece, Dr. Juliana. My oldest granddaughter has reached the last year before she becomes a double digit. She's been looking forward to it since she was knee-high to a toadstool. She literally started walking when there were people who hadn't seen her crawl. I had her potty trained before her first birthday, and I'm going to tell you how Impossible it is to find panties to fit a child that small, y'all. I was buying doll panties for her but wasn't telling anyone. Sometimes you can find preemie panties when the child is of a smaller weight, even though they're of an age in which they should be potty trained. But the beautiful thing about Dr. Juliana is she's always been aware of herself and her body and the wonderment that is being a human. She loves people in a way that I don't even understand and never in my life have I ever heard her say an unkind word about another person, even when they were being a bully or a villain. She is appreciative and generous. She's kind and loving. She fears the Lord and loves to pray. Before she and her siblings that I dubbed the famous three sit down to eat, she likes to be the person who starts off grace. Sometimes she prays the rosary because they're Catholic. There are other times when she's praying to certain saints. But the reality is this. I know one thing she ain't. She's not me. She is not hard to be around or difficult. She is not a liar on purpose, but if she's done so, she will immediately repent. She's a beautiful human being inside and out. 
I am so blessed to be her Gigi that she, when I see her bright, shiny face, makes me want to scream and shout. So today I had to say buenos cumpleaños to my oldest granddaughter because although I'm not her abuelo, they're bilingual. So I love her with every fire of my being. Dr. Giuliano is going to continue to make me proud. I am her Gigi that you know is Gina Storm, and that's my piece. Aw, that was beautiful. I loved it. Thank you, sis. You're welcome. How sweet. Are you going to do two for us tonight, Gina, or just the one? I'll do another quick one because, like I said, that child is amazing. Um, And a couple of weeks ago, on the 30th of August, my grandson turned five. Since their wow. run like this, I'll be celebrating with the both of them on Saturday. He'll be getting his hair cut. It'll be the first time he's been five. So when he's giving high fives to the barbers and the shop and the other patrons, they'll know what it's all about because he's only <laughs> five. I started taking him to the barbershop when he was two, so I'm going to dedicate this piece to the remaining two of the famous three, the one who just had a birthday and the one who's angry because hers isn't until December. I'm titling my freestyle, The Famous Three. Everybody who knows me know that I am so excited. I have these three amazing grandchildren that I dubbed the famous three because everything that they do of significant is on social media shared by me. I dubbed them that. They're JDJ, Juliana, Danielle, and Joshua. I love the fact that these little people are amazing humans and not just kids. I mean, I've had babies in my life for the whole time I've lived. I was a teenager and a babysitter on weekends and some evenings. When I was in my early 20s, my first husband and I conceived my daughter and only child. She'll be 30 next month, and I still can't believe that she's that old. But when I look at the mom that she's become, it makes me feel whole. I I want to cry sometimes at the transformation in their lives. Their home life was despicable, and their father was phoning it in. The last thing that happened while they were living with him was they woke in the morning of my 50th birthday to him hitting and punching her, kicking her, and calling her names. She has had a no-contact order of protection against him since, and he hasn't had an opportunity to speak to nor to see the famous three. I'm part of the village that's helping raise them because the village that helped me raise their mother helped raise me. We have a duty and obligation to keep these kids safe from violence, even when it's in their own home. We have a duty and obligation to make sure that they're healthy and that they always feel loved, to empower them on days that they feel weak so that, again, they can be strong. And I will, with every breath in my lungs, praise them. With every beat of my heart, love them. And with every thought that crosses my mind, I am thinking of them. I love them to infinity and beyond. I love my daughter to the moon and back. Being a mommy was a wonderful thing, but being a grandmother, this is absolutely where it's at. I'm humbled and blessed to have this opportunity and didn't know how much more I could love another human being until I saw the faces of each one of these little people that mean the world to me, the famous three. I love them. 
I can't wait to watch the people that they grow into being. They are going to be an amazing couple of women and a very powerful man. And I'm just glad that God allowed me to have a hand in it. I'm Gina Storm. Thank you for indulging me. In peace. Oh, what a beautiful, beautiful way to end the show. Gina, thank you for sharing your family with us. Yes, I love them so, so much. It's my favorite thing in life. My mom was like, wow, having grandchildren was fun, but these great-grands are everything. I was like, I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was incredible. All right. All right, honey. Tell everybody how they can give you love. Um, I am Gina with an E. Storm like inclement weather, but I'm your sunshine on a rainy day. You can find me any and everywhere that poetry is but especially here at the Speakeasy Cafe with my sister Nyla on Thursdays. Thank you, honey. Love you. (laughs) Love you too, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week, baby girl. All right. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye, honey. All right, everyone. You have been listening to Speakeasy Cafe, Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I want to thank everybody for being here tonight. It was a fantastic show. Remember to log back in and listen to the show If you did not get all of our writing prompts and exercises and all that good stuff at the beginning in our little mini workshop we do, Inspiration from the Inkwell, it'll uh, be in the first 15 minutes of the show and you can jot those down. I am going to, let's see, close the show with a piece by Epiphany. We have not heard from Miss Epiphany in a while. It's called Say It. I know you're going to love it. And we will see you next week. Good night, everybody.